0: All right, welcome Ann Burkholder and Jeff Barber. Uh, Ann is our Commissioner of Revenue, and Jeff is our Treasurer. Uh, today we're gonna talk a little bit about taxes. So, and how, what, we're not gonna get into kinda, uh, are they good, are they bad, uh, but I, I think it is helpful, especially for new residents, to understand you know the different roles here. Uh, you know, you can think what you want about, you know, are should taxes be higher? Should taxes be lower? We, uh, collectively, especially people in this room at least, are here uh, really just to carry out you know the mission of the city and collect taxes. So uh, let's start off with you, Jeff. Um, what you know, in this
1: in the context of a city, what does a treasurer do? Well, the treasurer um, basically works very close with the uh, Commissioner of Revenue, but also with the treasurer, the, the main responsibility of the treasurer is to collect taxes. Mm, okay. And that is the responsibility when the bills go out and you receive a bill, and all of a sudden it says you have to pay on a certain due date, then that money comes to the treasurer's office in which we collect that money um, and uh, share that. In the meantime, we'll work very closely with Ann, our commissioner, uh, to work on the, the bills, and she sends the bill file over to me, and then we process the bill file, send the bills out, and then ultimately the money comes in um, when the on or before the due date.
0: What if they don't pay?
1: Well, if they don't pay, basically, is we give them notices, we send out notices Mm -hmm. to them to let them know, hey, this due date has come and gone, you didn't pay, and so you have, you now need to pay, and then we, if they don't pay after a certain date, then we have other uh, collection tools that the state allows me to use uh, to collect those funds. But hopefully we don't get to that point. Uh, They pay when they get their second notice. They call in Mm -hmm. and say, well, I don't have this vehicle anymore if if it's personal property. And then ultimately they work with Ann's office and we get that straightened down. And if they owe anything, they pay at that point. If they don't, then that's even better Gotcha.
0: So, Gotcha. So uh, a good analogy would be you're kind of the
1: billing and collections. Is that a good way to say it or how would you describe it? Well, uh, we send out the bills. Uh, Ann's office actually prepares the bill, the bill okay. file, and, and has those ready and s- submits them over to me, and then we process them uh, either in-house or uh, a third-party printer. Got it. Um, and then we send those out. It goes out under my name. But kudos to Ann and her wonderful staff. Um, they do all the work behind the scenes to prepare the bills, and then the bills go out, and I usually send them personal property or mostly ev- all the bills I give them. Want to give them at least 30 days to pay yeah and then once they uh pay they can pay in uh, to the office they can physically come into mm-hmm. the office or they can sit in their living room and pay uh, there's we have various payment options they can use to,
0: to pay the bill so let's what it sounds like i should work my way back upstream a little bit and <laughs> it sounds like it starts so you uh talk about the commissioner of revenues role uh there at that beginning part of the process
2: Thank you, Dan. So as we go upstream, an easy way for people to think about it is it's the commissioner's data on the treasurer's bills. Okay. So the commissioner's job is not to make the rules, but we play by the rules. Some of our local taxes are set out at the state level, and some are an option, which Mm -hmm. the city council chooses to enact or not. Um, so if a person moves from one Virginia locality to another, they may notice some of the same change in taxes, but they may notice mm-hmm. some different ones. So in playing by the rules, my job is, in the role of my office, is we're the assessor of those taxes. And we Got make it. sure that the assessments are fair and equitable according to the rules so for instance we often say that we give this same we have the same joy Mm -hmm. in issuing a refund as we do in issuing that assessment because our our job is always Mm -hmm. to throw that dart and hit the center of the dartboard hit that bullseye every single time to get the tax uh correct so how we do that varies by the taxes but um to understand our roles in a general level, if you think about your tax bill, mm-hmm. the assessment times the tax rate equals the tax bill. Okay. And in Virginia, we have three parts to that tax, and we have three elected bodies. So for our citizens, checks and balances are alive and well mm-hmm. because there's a different elected official responsible for each part of that tax. The commissioner does mm-hmm. the assessment the city council sets the tax rate, and the treasurer does the collection of the bill.
0: That was very well put. I think I, I you know, I try to ask questions uh, to get to a, a good layman's response, and that was spot on. Uh, so talk about some of the types of taxes uh, that we have. We, we've got um, some that people, most people probably never see, uh, or they might you know when they buy their first car it might be the first they've ever heard of uh of you know a tax related to that uh talk about some of the different types of uh taxes that you assess
2: Sure, so the most obvious is real estate, mm-hmm. and that is the largest source of revenue for the city. And uh, people are familiar with that because that is just about anywhere in the country. Uh, Virginia, however, is fairly simple in that we do not have lots of different tax rates, mm-hmm. lots of different school taxes added on to that. Okay. So real estate is one of the simpler ones. Um. The city does have some incentive programs and a few things, but by and large, that one's simple. Mm -hmm. We have certain business taxes, which are a local option, such as the business license tax. Mm -hmm. And... um, Oddly, that's described as a license on the privilege of doing business in the city. Interesting. So it is a um, the business will typically pay based on their gross receipts and at rates set by the city council, and then a business also pays on their business personal property.
0: Got it. You um, use the phrase. Let me jump in real quick. You use the phrase "local option." Talk about what that means.
2: Um. There are certain, for instance, uh, business licenses. As the in our case, the city council can decide: do we have it? Mm-hmm. Do we not have it? And if we do have it, on what types of businesses and at what mm. tax rates?
0: But we have the the city. We are allowed to do it because we're a Dillon rule state, and we've talked about that a little bit before uh, on this podcast. Because we're a Dillon rule state, we can only do what the state explicitly allows us to do. So. Those local option ones, the state either has said we can do them and we've uh, decided to do them. Is that where that is? Correct. Got it. Okay.
2: And um, some of those are increasingly one-way streets Mm -hmm. um, at the state level. If you have it, you get to keep it. Got but it. localities can't always put new things in oh, okay so that's why governing bodies mm-hmm. since we are a Dillon rule state and they do have limited options mm-hmm. they, they often don't want to get rid of something they already have because they may yeah. not be able to replace it yeah
0: one of the more odd ones although it's not uncommon to tax cigarettes is the the cigarette tax that how does that one work here in the state of virginia
2: sure um Virginia has a long-standing history and support with tobacco. It's been a, it's we're a big tobacco state. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're that's kind of our thing, and for better or for worse.
2: It, right. So we have we and I believe Missouri have the two lowest cigarette stamp tax rates in the country. Really? Yes. And because we hmm. are tobacco-friendly. Yeah. Well, that's, and um, hmm. so we're trying to balance that. So there's a state tax on cigarettes. Yeah. But, um, and until this past year, only cities and towns could have a local cigarette tax. Hmm. But this, the General Assembly now says counties may have a local oh, really? tax as well. So that's a tax paid um, per pack. Mm-hmm. And we sell the stamps up front. And you're so talking
0: literal stamps, by the way, for people that don't understand. Like we just didn't we just increase uh, the budget for physical stamps? This is not some type of like, you know, colloquialism for a digital process. No, this is to somebody. You're actually selling stamps. Mm-hmm.
2: We do. But they're not like a postage stamp. They're mm-hmm. a special heat transfer stamp. Oh. Um People might remember a few years ago going to Costco and there was a fenced in area up Mm -hmm. near the registers. And sometimes that and that's where the cigarettes were kept. And sometimes you'd be in the checkout line at Costco and you hear chink, chink, chink. The cigarettes come in cartons that Mm -hmm. are not they have a light glue on them. Okay. And then the machine opens the carton. And it applies with the heat process, whatever state and local stamps need to be applied. And then if, um, say, one of our convenience store owners goes to buy Mm -hmm. his cigarettes, he places the order and they're pre-stamped for both Virginia and Winchester.
0: So when when I hear old stories, I never understood this until now, um, about bootleg cigarettes that's so people would bootleg cigarettes to avoid paying the tax on them then in that case is that what is that why people would it's not like an old prohibition era thing that was a whole different ball game but so people would smuggle or bootleg cigarettes to avoid getting having to get that stamp and pay pay for the stamp is that right Tax evasion. You're not, a, you're not a as, yes because I can't. <laughs> as long as we've had, as long as we've had taxes, we've had
2: tax evasion.
0: Interesting. Well, that's a good point. A good tax point.
2: avoidance is the American mm-hmm. way. Tax evasion is illegal. Is
0: illegal. That's. I've never heard it put that way. So, and when when people do evade, um, that's when Jeff steps in, right? No. No. All right. When do well, obviously, you know, the law and the IRS get in charge of that, but, but if someone's not paying their tax, we do, you attempt to collect them or is it, well, let me say, let me back up. When do you take the collection? Like, when does that trigger? When does it go from collections to like, if I, I don't want to pay my personal property tax, we don't just call up the IRS and say, ah, they're avoiding their taxes or the state. And we don't do anything like that what do when does it go from you're avoiding to you're evading versus the collections
1: process i'll have to defer to him because because uh, honestly i don't the treasure doesn't
2: uh, are are we talking about just cigarettes or are we talking about
1: in general uh in general oh okay
2: okay. so so, so cigarettes are kind of their own thing but in general uh there are two pieces to how you got that tax. One is the filing of mm-hmm. it and one is the collections of it. Okay. So let's say if we've assessed someone and then they're not paying, mm-hmm. then that's gonna be Jeff's mm-hmm. responsibility. Gotcha. But Jeff is typically gonna make sure before he takes court action to contact us to say, "How are, are you confident in your assessment? Do you wanna look it over? Got it. To make sure it's accurate. Now, suppose somebody is not filing their taxes. Okay. The law requires the commissioner to, in effect, file on that business or person's behalf. Oh, So okay. let's say Dan has a restaurant, and mm-hmm. he's not filing and remitting his meals tax. Got it. That was a trust tax. It was never your money.
0: Mm-hmm. You're You're supposed to be. You're supposed to
2: be passing it through. My office would then issue, to the best of our ability, a statutory assessment based on what we thought you should have been. Oh, okay. Okay, that's then collectible under the law. But now we have two issues. One is the commissioner's office could summons you. We we use court as a last resort, but Mm -hmm. we could summons you either to our office or court Mm -hmm. because of your failure to file. The treasurer's office could summons you to his office or to court because of your failure to pay.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, and then that's when I come in—is that aspect of it? I, we, I, we call it the treasurer summons or the commissioner summons. Well, we can bring someone into our office, put them under oath, swear them under oath, and then they basically have to answer every question that we ask them.
0: So that's when we move from
1: avoidance to evasion. At that point, gotcha. And so, and the thing is, with in my office. Speaking as Ann was saying, and you know, just in case you do have a restaurant, no, I, don't, no, I don't, you know, you don't. <laughs> but uh, the thing with me is, if people, whether they're stated or whether they filed and they don't pay, as Ann said, it's a mm-hmm. trust tax. Yeah. So ultimately, after a certain after a period of time, if it's over, if they over a thousand dollars, then it becomes um, a felony, Ooh. in which I can go to the Commonwealth Attorney's and work with the Commonwealth Attorney, and then get the restaurant owner for embezzlement
0: got it so the it's interesting the way that that phrase a trust tax so it's basically a pass-through so when you get your bill at the restaurant you see on it meals tax and it's Mm -hmm. currently in in this city at least it's six percent that's not the you know for those of you who you know might be angry at the restaurant that's not the restaurant's choice they 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 have to put it on there they're legally bound to collect it and then turn it over to us so if you get that at a restaurant and you're mad don't take it out on the waiter. <laughs> don't take it out on the restaurant. That's, that is not their, their choice. Uh, they, they don't have any say uh, in that matter. Do we have anything else? What else do we have that's like that? Do we have anything else that's a trust tax? Well,
2: we have <laughs> a motel tax, which is the, oh, right, the right, lodging right, yeah. well, tax. Right. We have a short-term rental tax. Mm-hmm. There's an admissions tax. There's hmm. sales tax a portion of which goes to the state and one goes to the local level. Now an an example that with which most people will be familiar but our offices don't handle is your payroll taxes. When we get our paychecks our employer has withheld a Mm -hmm. portion of our money Mm -hmm. to remit on our behalf to the Mm -hmm. federal government or the state government and if our employer fails to do that, than our employers committing embezzlement
0: interesting interesting yeah so we have uh there's the motel tax the bed tax um you mentioned the admissions tax what is that
2: that is um for instance if you go to one of our local movie theaters and you buy a ticket you would pay an admission to that if um areas that have large concert venues mm-hmm. okay they would pay an admission to that it doesn't apply to we do a lot of um charity fundraisers here in got winchester it. we we're very charitable it doesn't apply to something like that got or it. to say a school sporting event okay got it
0: so now we, we've been upstream, midstream, let's go to where it finally, where the flow of money ends, and that is uh, at some point it has to come to the city to be used for all the various public good we do. Uh, how does that handoff work? So it goes from the resident or the business to the treasurer, what to, happens then?
1: And then once the money comes into our office um, in, in one form or another, then on a daily basis, then we take whatever money came in that given day, mm-hmm. and then we transfer the next day uh, to our local bank that we deal with, and uh, that money goes into account. It's labeled the city of Winchester, mm-hmm. and then that money basically is out there. And then finance basically takes over to monitor what money's in there, and then ultimately that money then is um, divvied up or spent accordingly uh, with authority invested by yourself as a city manager yep. and our finance department and uh, and then the city council as well dictating what what we can spend it on what we can't spend it on at times mm-hmm. and so that money so that happens on a gradual basis and my responsibility is to get it into the bank 40, 48 hours from the day that it's from the next day or next basically two business days from the day that it has been collected to get it to the bank
0: interesting so for those yeah i think particularly younger folks who may not have a lot of experience in banking or personal finance yet. The city, although it might seem like we are, we are a large government institution. We have a bank account just like everybody else. <laughs> we, we, we have a bank that holds our money. We have checks that we, <laughs> we, we don't do a lot of, you know, uh, hard copy checks. And I don't think, I think I have the ability. We have a yeah, a few, very few that we actually do. We do have that ability. So it's not once it leaves, your office it's not too dissimilar to any other business or any other checking account that you might have just a lot bigger probably than most personal checking accounts i was sure um so thank you uh this has been very helpful anything i've missed that the general public would be uh might help from knowing
2: Yes, which is you always have a right with your taxes. Mm -hmm. If we send you a bill, you have a right to Mm -hmm. say this isn't right or I think it should be something else. And that can either be either a formal appeals process Mm -hmm. or an informal appeals process. And we know that the um, common perception is that we're jacking things up to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, my job and Jeff's job is not to make as much money as possible our job is to get it right Mm -hmm. so um as i said earlier we our our job is always to take it right so whether Mm -hmm. we adjust something higher or we adjust it lower our job is to get it right and by and large the more we get it right and the more we get people on the tax rolls Mm -hmm. who weren't on the tax rolls the city's um budget is a much more smooth and predictable yeah. Yeah. and steady process so we encourage people if you ever have a question or you think mm-hmm. something's not right call us email us come visit us you, Absolutely. It, it is your right and we're happy to review
0: and you guys are over at uh where's cream re- well it's
1: referred to the old creamery building it's on kent street our fiscal address is 21 south kent street uh Ann's, uh, suite is suite 100 minus suite 101 mm-hmm. but if you walk into the door of the office we're about 15 foot apart so okay. it's suite so it's like we're in a big you know separated but we're not mm-hmm. we're very close and we work our offices work very close with each other and also our hours of operation we open at 8 o'clock and to the public we're open till 4.30 even though we're in the office until 5 so from 4.30 to 5 we're closing out for the day and we're there to ask, answer any questions anybody might have so to echo what Ann just said is, you know, we have the open door policy. We're here for you. We're here to serve. So we'd love for you, if you have any questions, give us a call, stop by and see us, or or send us an email. Um, We'd be happy to Mm -hmm. share with you and we'll get back to you as quick as we can. Uh, But if we don't, one of our staff will. Yeah.
0: So, and that's applicable for anyone living in Winchester. So just for, if you're li- the, a lot of this, what we've talked about today, if you live in the County, Frederick County, or anywhere in Virginia, a lot of this information we talked about today is very, still very applicable. There are commissioners of revenue and treasurers all over the state of Virginia. Well, for the if you don't live in if you're listening to this and you don't live in Winchester find your local uh, commissioner of revenue and treasurer and ask those same questions. But if you're here in Winchester feel free to reach out to either of those offices. Um, I know a lot of times you know the the general public doesn't understand where let's say my offices end and yours begin. But really if you contact anybody with uh, somebody here at City Hall a commissioner of revenues office. Um, even if you show up over at, uh, the courts and you're, and you're asking about it, well, someone friendly, you know, our goals have somebody, somebody friendly greet you and, and point you in the right direction. Cause it can be complicated sometimes. And that's why we talked about this today. All right. Thank you guys very much for coming in. I appreciate it. And I'll see you around. Thank right.
2: you. Thank you.
0: Okay. So now you've met our commissioner of revenue and our treasurer, um, just a reminder: they are uh, city. They're kind of employees. They're constitutional officers, right. so Elected, they're not. Yeah. They don't work for me, everybody. Right. <laughs> um, so they are kind of based on the state of Virginia and the city structure. They're independent uh, of hmm. the city manager's office,
2: but we support them, and oh, yeah. we, you know, we,
0: we we try to work as collaboratively as, yeah. as possible with them. And our finance department works closely with them.
2: Um, and they have web pages on our website. You yeah. know, we help them with promotions if, Exactly.
0: And... IT. Right. Uh, we're making a lot of investments in, in IT over there. So to make their processes a little more accessible and online. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've, we've developed a, a working relationship with them that, you know, I think is very positive. Yeah. Um, and just a reminder for everybody uh, sometimes I ask questions. <laughs> That I know the answer to so that we can get a good layman's response to how these things work. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how does the city manager not know what the admissions tax is? It it might be because i want you guys to know what the admissions tax is just in case you don't just in case you don't so uh keep that in mind when you listen to all these podcasts (laughs) that i you're not a dummy i'm not yeah i'm not a dummy um most of the time so uh thanks to them for for coming in and um next what's our next topic do we know what's on the agenda
2: Oh, gosh, you asked me too fast. I do know that. Oh, it's 911 um, Dispatching.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a fun Yeah. So we get away from taxes and right. talk about emergency stuff. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to uh, this, the second half of the Rouse Reviews City Works portion. Uh, we'll see you around City Hall.